0: Everybody, welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December fifth, and we are about to break down Week 14 early odds. Joining me to do so, the one, the only John Breach. Breacher Report. What's up, buddy? I don't want to talk about what's up, Brinson. We all know how I feel
1: today. You all hear on the Recap Podcast First, how I. What do you hone
0: in on the AFC North? What do you think? What do you say? <laughs> uh, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We will talk to AFC North. Actually, we're going to start with an, one AFC North team. Yeah, we are. The Steelers heading to the Vikings for Thursday night football. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. in the, uh, Obviously, in this particular podcast, what we do is we look at next week's lines to try and figure out where some value might be for you guys to bet on early in the week or uh, overnight before these lines move. This is the Thursday night football game. Vikings suffer a loss to the Lions. Ouch. Crazy game. Steelers, also a crazy game. When when the Ravens get a failed two point conversion at the end on Sunday, the Vikings are three and a half point favorites in this game. The look ahead had the Vikings as minus four. The game's indoors. So there's no weather issues. The over under is 45 here, Breach. You know what, Brenton? I am
1: going to brag on myself right now. I have not missed a Steeler straight up pick Wow! Uh, since week two. I am nine oh and one since week three. And uh, I picked him to beat the Ravens. I've Just been on the Steelers, much to Ryan Wilson's chagrin. He hates that. I'm sure he hates me talking about it. Uh, but the only reason I'm bringing that up is because this game, to me, is a little bit baffling. I know we obviously saw the Vikings coming off arguably the most embarrassing loss of the year because you go out and you lose to the Detroit Lions, which you don't even want to show your face out in public after a loss like that. And that's an emotional low. But I think the flip side is it's equally tough to bounce back after – a game where you had an emotional win. Uh, You beat a division rival to keep your season alive, which is what the Steelers did against Baltimore. And and so I don't feel like, uh, you know, they're a lock to win on Thursday night. Obviously neither is Vegas because the Steelers are an underdog. But when I look at these two teams, here's what I see. Two defenses that haven't been that good this year. They're both in the bottom third of the NFL. And and so I think it comes down to which offense is going to play better. I think the Vikings offense at home on a short week, I like them a little bit better. I hate the thought of taking Kirk Cousins in prime time, but I think Minnesota is going to win. And I think the Steelers are going to cover. And that's how I feel about this game. Um, I would guess. Oh, so you you think. I flipped it off. Yep. I think the Steelers are going to cover. I think the Vikings are going to win straight up.
0: You know, sometimes I'm I'm prone to tuning out when people are talking. (laughs) Okay. But you did, you did completely go the opposite direction, right? (laughs) Total misdirection. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. I I was like, wait, did I miss everything you just said? (laughs) What happened? Um, I tend to agree with you. I think if you, I think if you like the Steelers, like this line isn't going to balloon up to Vikings minus five or anything. You know, we saw what happened with it. And Steelers Ravens different, of course. But you know, the Ravens had no business being a favorite in Pittsburgh in that rivalry game. This is a different beast. Short week, of course, on the road. You know, and like I thought, I, I, I'm, I'm torn. Like I think Ben, I'm torn because I think Ben. Is I, I would love to bet the Steelers if I knew that Ben was going to leak out more. I'm retiring information because <laughs> like I think when he you, when whatever Ben leaks out when Ben leaks something out like that's designed to like slander somebody else or like pump him up and you know when it's happening like you know when he was ripping Canada and Mike Tomlin that's when you want to bet on Big Ben because he is he's he, he, he's motivated enough to leak information out into the public. So I'd love to know what what, what we're going to get from Ben this week. Um, I think if you like the Steelers against the spread, you should probably bet it now. I would think it creeps closer to a like a pick'em. It's not going to get out to unless they are major injuries for Pittsburgh. It's not going to creep out the other way, and Pittsburgh should be able to hang with them. The Vikings' defense isn't very good. The Vikings like to elevate plays run by their opponents. I feel like we talk about this every week. You see it. You just you end up for what the, they're this weird sort of tornado of offense that just drags other people into it. Um, I do think though that forty-five. I'm not sure how much this drops. Right, like. Is this going to come down to 42? Probably not, given the Vikings history. I, I think the only bet you make here is Steelers plus three and a half if you like the Steelers. Um, otherwise, you can probably wait a little bit on this game. I'm trying to see if this total had moved at all.
1: While you're looking, I have one quick fact. The yeah. Steelers are 0-3 against the spread against NFC North teams this year. Uh, 1-1-1 and straight up.
0: Ooh, that is interesting. Um, yeah, total. This isn't game's not really moving. Um, I'd probably lean towards the under because I think the Steelers are play slow and all that, but the Vikings, again, tornadoes scare me. So, uh, I, I wouldn't mess with the total Steelers three and a half though. I think you want to grab while you can, if you like the Steelers next game, the Ravens at the Browns. Maybe we can touch on every single AFC North team while we're here. The Ravens again, lost to the Steelers. Of course the Browns, uh, Browns are on a buy. Okay, I was like, I didn't see the Browns play at all this week. Am I crazy? The Browns are on a buy. Ravens are minus one and a half in Cleveland. The look line for this was Ravens minus one. Weather looks to be low 40s, medium wind, with no real precipitation on Sunday. We're saying this a week in advance. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, lots of rain and, and some wind. So be aware that, you know, how Cleveland and Cincinnati and there's these, you know, Rust Belt states work. We have the potential for tons of uh, nasty weather. The over-under here, 43
1: breach. Interesting. That is very interesting. If anybody is thinking they're having deja vu and you felt like these two teams just played, they did. As Brenton mentioned, the Browns are on a buy. This will be their second straight game in the Raven against the Ravens played them in week, 12 by in week, 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 13 playing them. Or they played them in week. They had a buy in week 13. They played them in week 12. And now they're going to play them in week 14. There's your two straight games. Uh, and so that's the first time in 30 years we have seen an NFL team play the same opponent in two straight games, which to me is a little bit fascinating. Because if you look at what happened in the first game, you had Lamar Jackson throw four interceptions, but the Ravens still won and i don't think that's going to happen again but then and the flip- also it felt like baker mayfield threw 10 interceptions but he didn't throw a
0: single interception
1: so right but he just played bad and then the, the flip side is we saw the browns rush for a season low 40 yards and they only lost by 6 points i do not think the ravens are going to hold the browns to six points. Again, I do feel like these teams are pretty evenly matched, but I think the difference is, as you mentioned, it's going to be soggy. It's going to be wet. That slows down someone like Lamar Jackson. We saw him bang up his ankle against the Steelers for once. Baker Mayfield has had two weeks to heal. There is no one on this planet who needed time to heal more than Baker Mayfield. Uh, When this season started, I thought the Browns and Ravens were going to split their season series. Uh, and since the Ravens won the first one, I still feel the same way. I think the Browns sneak away and uh, steal this one, even though they're one and a half point underdog. So I think they win.
0: Yeah. Uh, and actually this line has already moved on Caesars where the Browns are. It's a pick them. I think, I think this will keep creeping up on the Brown side of things. Well, uh, and the Ravens just lost Marlon Humphrey likely for the season. That's
1: yeah. a big part. Big that's, injury.
0: A, that's a, that's a big problem. So if you like the Browns and I like the Browns here, you should bet the Browns now. If you can bet the Browns, get the Browns now. I don't think that it gets all the way to three or anything like that, but you, I mean, again, you know, you don't want to, we saw this, look, we saw the Steelers and the Ravens just play a game, right? Where John Harbaugh went for two on like a two-point conversion late to try and win the game on the road. If you had the, if you had the Steelers, hypothetically, if you had the Steelers as a pick you know, you win, the, you win the game. If the Steelers are minus one, you push. So, you know, that does matter in that sense. Uh, so I would want to get the Browns in now while they're a pick, uh, you know, minus 110 regular juice. The the over is what I would want to play here, I think, at 43. It's ticked up to 43 and a half, but I would be hesitant to do so this early because any sort of nasty weather changes that makes it uglier in Cleveland would send this total plummeting down towards uh, towards 40. Moving on, the Cowboys at Washington. Cowboys minus four and a half on the road in Washington with an over under of 49. Looking like mid-50s with lots of rain in D.C. next weekend. Uh, some win. Same line as the look ahead, so no surprise there. Um, Dallas. Yeah. You know,
1: Just kind of humming along. Not, not anything
0: fantastic. Uh, they, they, they 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 got out of their slump. Washington had a huge win. I don't know... I think four and a half is too much here.
1: That's interesting. I felt like this would have been more if Washington hadn't lost because they're just on this kind of insane four-game winning streak where you look at each game you're like, how did they win that? But they did, you know, beating the Raiders 17-15 to 15 on Sunday, and, and now they get to host Dallas. And, and if they win this game and pull off the upset, they're right. They could win the NFC East. So this is a huge, huge game for Washington. Uh, but if there is one person they don't want to be playing right now, I feel like it has to be. Dak Prescott no matter how Dak has played in his career there is one team he has absolutely dominated it is Washington Uh, he is seven and one straight up and the Cowboys have won those seven games by an average of 13.7 points per game so they are usually not close and and if the Cowboys really need a bounce back game for their offense you know yes they beat the Saints last week uh, they just haven't looked good over the past month and so I think this is going to be their chance. I really like the Cowboys here. And here is a quick fact for you, Brinson. Over the past four years, the Dallas Cowboys are 4-0, and both straight up and against the spread in their first Sunday game after Thanksgiving. Because they usually play the Thursday, Thursday. Then they get the 10-day break. And then they play on Sunday. They are 4-0, both straight up and against the spread. And they have won those four games by an average of 18 points. Uh, I really like the Cowboys in this spot. Judging by the way you started talking, I don't think you do. Uh, but I'm going to roll with Dallas to cover.
0: Oh right, I guess I forgot they had they got they did Thursday, Thursday, then Sunday. So that's because Jerry. I mean, if we're being honest, it's because Jerry Jones runs a lot of things in the league, and probably is like, look, listen, we ain't, we ain't having this four day break. You know, like you, know, like we're, you know, we. He's hey like, Roger. Yeah, Roger. Here's the deal. We're going to do Thursday, Thursday, and then we'll do the next Sunday, so we get that ten day break. You know what I'm saying? Um. I like Washington here. They're playing really well. I, they're not they're scrappy. The defense is playing well. I don't think anyone scored more than 25 points on them in five straight games, including three out of the bye. Let me double check that. Uh Washington stats. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, because I they gave it 24 to Green Bay two weeks before the bye. And since then they have allowed 17, 19, 21, 15. And then, of course, uh, against the Raiders today, they gave up 15 as well. So, and the Cowboys are a different beast. Cowboys are an explosive offense. They can they can get downfield on you quickly. Dak is playing great. I just think that the I think Washington's going to keep it close enough where this is a field goal victory, especially if the weather's a little sloppy. That that field when it gets rainy and nasty is is a ugh, it's a disaster up there. So I'm going to take I like Washington here a lot. Now it has ticked up to five. So maybe I'm not, I don't I don't think it's going to come flying back down to Washington or like Dallas minus three or something like that. People will jump all over Dallas. Um, if anything, I would probably look to grab some under because I think this game could turn into more of a slog than people think. That's a pretty high total if it's bad weather. Washington's running the football a ton with Antonio Gibson, and Dallas isn't afraid to just feed Zeke Elliott as well. So decent chances under looks uh, looks pretty good pretty early. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, my team versus Breach's team. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert
1: Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support
0: at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today the 49ers at the Bengals. the bingles are minus one and a half coming off a weird, weird tough loss to the chargers they were down 24 nothing cut it to 24 22 and they got didn't score again for the rest of the game joe burris fingers all leaped up. The over-under here is 46. Look ahead was the Bengals minus two. Cincinnati weather looks all right, Breach. Are you going to back your boys at home against my 49ers? If you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding up
1: my pinkies because that's all I care about right now. If Joe Burrow's pinkies messed up and it it, it affects the way he throws the ball, that's trouble for the Bengals. I think what we saw on Sunday against the Chargers is that, you know, coming into the season, the Bengals offensive line can it hold up. That was going to be a big part of whether or not they'd have any success this year. They were missing two starters on Sunday, Trey Hopkins and Riley reef. And and they don't have enough depth to be missing two starters. That's really what it boils down to. So if you have an injured Joe burrow playing behind a patchwork offensive line, the Bengals aren't winning. That's what it comes down to. That's how I feel about this game. So this will be one where I am watching the injury report. I want to know if all the Bengals offensive line starters are going to be playing. I want to know if Joe burrow can throw a football uh, more than 40 yards, more than 40 nah, yards. I can also throw moving, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I, right now I am leaning Bengals, but again, I, I just want to be comfortable with everyone's health on that roster before I think about taking them. And uh, you know what, Brinson? You know why I like the Bengals? Because someone from Cincinnati actually was the architect for the Golden Gate Bridge. San Francisco's That's- most iconic landmark was designed from by Someone in Cincinnati. Thank That's
0: you. interesting because I actually think there is a, a different San Francisco-Cincinnati connection that we could in theory touch on. Uh, however, I'm not a jerk and I like your dad, so I'm not gonna bring <laughs> bring up the multiple Super Bowls that the 49ers beat the, the Bengals <laughs> in. That would be rude and mean of me to do You're such a thing. I know I'm a terrible person. Um, I, I didn't I, I don't know how San Francisco lost to Seattle on on Sunday. I you know, I mean I, I know how I watched the game, but like there's a Travis Homer fake punt that went for 73 yards. There was a 28-yard touchdown drive. It, it, they, it, doesn't, it, it really shouldn't have happened. Yeah, football's weird like that. I think with Joe Burrow's pinky and sort of – I thought he, he's tough as hell, man. Like, credit to him for going back out there. Joe Mixon, too, like fought, fight through injury. But with that hand injury, you get a hand injury to a quarterback of Joe Burrow's magnitude relative to like what the spread shift would be if Joe Burrow were out, and you can bet it now on Sunday night? Give me the 49ers. Right now, I think there is a there is a chance, an unlikely chance, because the Bengals are, uh, what, what are the Bengals at now after that loss to the Chargers? They are... Their record? Yeah, seven and five. It's hard to imagine Joe Burrow sitting out. I, I don't think that'll happen with a pinky injury, but I, it's not hard to imagine him being ineffective or less effective as a result. And um, so uh, I... Yeah, but, I think, but is, a, is
1: a injured Joe Burrow still better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Probably. Yeah.
0: I just think the I, I want to Debo Samuel matters here. I don't think he's That's missed, a big but he's, one. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be back for this game. I think he's probably got one more week that he'll miss, but he could be. Um Eli Mitchell, we need to watch out for his injury as well. Trey Sermon's on IR, nothing. that he's done anything this year. But I want the 49ers. I think this creeps towards the 49ers with the with the things they're dealing with injury-wise on the offensive side of the ball. So if you like the Niners like me, bet them. And I'm big on the the Bengals are bounce back creatures, so maybe they come back in a big way. We'll see. Um the weather by the way it looks like no yeah nothing bad there over under 46 is the over is kind of tempting very tempting i would probably i've bet 49ers in the over now if you had, oh my god it's up to 47 and a half already boy boy oh man that thing's flying up yeah if i mean that probably and then, gets, then you find out brandon allen's playing and, and just burn your ticket right exactly that if burrow's good to go that probably gets to 49 I mean, the Bengals get involved in shootouts. So maybe take a look at that over. I like the 49ers breach likes the Bengals bills at the Buccaneers beats bears. Battlestar Galactica bucks minus three and a half hosting Buffalo. That is the same line as the look ahead over at a 53 and a half here. Breach, you know, this is an interesting game because I feel like there is
1: no player in the NFL. The Buffalo bills want to beat more than Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. Brady, just absolutely dominate him while he was in new England. But a big part of that was because he had Belichick coming up with these defensive game plans. Cause the bills just couldn't score against the Patriots uh, in the past history. We obviously don't know how Monday night's going to shake out, but heading into week 13 the bills have given up the fewest yards bills defense has given up the fewest yards in the nfl the second fewest points and their defense has just looked good and, and tampa's offense hasn't looked so great ever since uh, antonio brown went down they did look much better on sunday against the falcons with gronk and uh, chris godwin both putting up big numbers but I think the Bills' defense can actually have some success against Tampa Bay. I think Josh Allen could have a big game against Tampa Bay's defense, which has struggled to stop the pass. They're really good against the run. They have not been great against the pass. And so, you know, I want to see the Bills play one game without Tredavious White before I jump on their bandwagon because their defense struggles against the Patriots with White out. And then that's a red flag. I probably wouldn't be happy taking take him. But as of right this second, without knowing what's going to happen on Monday night, I like the Bills to cover.
0: Yeah, I would want the plus three and a half because if the Bills beat the Patriots, who are the current number one seed in the AFC, and knock them off and take the you know grab a hold of the the you know the the control of the AFC East, Buffalo is probably going to be it'll, it'll just get to three. Like it's going to get to three and probably sit at three all week. So if you like the Bills, you want to get them now. If you like the Bucks, you probably wait. I don't know. Like if the Patriots stomp the Bills, I don't think this goes to like four or five you know like I, I, this is just gonna, gonna stay in this zone if you like the bills get them now because that three and a half will disappear it will come through and it'll, again it'll just sit there the entire week the over under is massive I mean 53 and a half is enormous I don't know that I have really any interest in I think I would lean towards the under there because there's a chance like Buffalo can't Buffalo's gonna have to throw a ton. They're gonna be one dimensional, but Tampa should be able to move the ball on the ground. If Tampa gets a lead, right. they they go heavy unders, right? Like you you were leaning under, and then you were about to talk yourself into the over. Yeah, the over's like tempting, but I think I think I think this number comes down closer to fifty. That's a ton of points, man. Uh all right. So yeah, I would bet Bill. If you like the Bills, bet the Bills. If you like the under, that's probably I would take the under now. Is what my move would be. Bears are the Packers? Packers minus thirteen over mm-hmm. under forty five. Here, the look at line was Packers minus eleven. Looking like it'll be very cold, no rain or snow, some wind, typical, you know, wintry conditions in Lambeau Field.
1: Yeah, this, I hate this. I hate a 13 point number in a divisional game. Uh, the Packers on paper are a much, much better team than the Chicago Bears, but it's a divisional game. It, you don't want to bet against a, a double digit underdog. I would say, in normal circumstances, I would blindly take a double-digit underdog in a divisional game. However, I don't think this is normal circumstances because, number one, uh, the Packers are coming off a bye. Number two, this is a primetime game at Lambeau Field, uh, and we don't even know who the Bears quarterback. Is it going to be four interception Andy Dalton or is it going to be Justin Fields <laughs> coming off an injury? So uh, I do not love taking the Packers to cover here, but I am begrudgingly going to take the
0: Packers to cover here. I just don't, you can't. I don't, uh, yes. look, I got my, I think I, I mean, I'm going to look at the, I, I'm pretty sure I did terrible against the spread this week in, in week 13 because I had a bunch of the dogs in the early slate and man, they got their faces kicked in and kicked. The Bears are a bad football team. Aaron Rodgers likes to light up the Bears. They're coming off a bye. He owns them, remember? He owns them. He owns them. He's a literal owner of the Bears. I, I, I don't, if it's just 14 or more, I'm probably taking the Bears begrudgingly, but 13, I think, I think he just, don't bet this game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: I mean, right? Get the money line and it's take Sunday, your, your $5 Sunday, win. Sunday Football, too. Uh, yeah. So, like, Aaron, Roger's you know, not losing at uh, or. It, uh,
0: no. Yeah, exactly. I don't – oh, boy. I don't know what to do with this one. But you do have um, the
1: toe thing with Aaron Rodgers, and he was spotted in Los Angeles by TMZ at a, at a doctor's office. So – He was limping around that last game. Yeah, I mean, so that is one little key factor to keep in mind.
0: The, the, the under here I think is worth a bet now. I bet it gets down to like 43 and a half, 43 just because Bears can't score, whether it's Fields or Dalton. Packers love to run the ball. They're very, a very, slow team and they're not going to want to give Aaron Rodgers a ton of like physical exertion if they can help it in a, in a, right. game. like if they're, up, if they're up 14 plus points, they're, they're going to it they're gonna run time. it, nine They're going to run it in shurn clock. So I think the under is a good look here at 45% of Night football. Finally, the Rams. At the Cardinals on Monday night, a massive game. The Rams uh, obliterated the Jaguars on Sunday. The Cardinals took care of business as well against those aforementioned terrible Bears. The Cardinals are minus three. Look at was minus two and a half. The total here, 52 and a half breach. For people who don't know, Debo gives us the lines early on Sunday and the, the line has not moved here. The total has dropped half a point.
1: Yeah, this is interesting that the Cardinals are only favored by three. I mean, the last time these two teams played, the Cardinals destroyed the Rams. They went up, I think, 34 to 13. They ended up winning by
0: the Rams. Huge win over the Buccaneers. Right. So this is back
1: when the Rams were good uh, and and everybody was thought the Rams were going to go in and host Arizona and crush them. And they lost by 17. And, you know, since that game, I feel like the Rams have only gotten worse. They didn't win a single game in November. They had a worse, worse record than the the Detroit Lions in November uh, and the same record as the Lions in December. Uh, and, and yeah, the, the, the Rams look good beating up on Jacksonville. Yes, but everybody beats up on Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, I'm just not that impressed with that. And, and I think that if. The Cardinals getting Kyler Murray back in week 13 was huge because he kind of got that warm-up game before having to go out and face a division rival like the Rams in, in a game that should be competitive. So he, he got to go out there with DeAndre Hopkins, throw around, have some fun, beat the Bears by double digits, and now they get a big game here. And, I, you know, I, I I'm not convinced that Matthew Stafford can beat a good team late in the season. So until I see that happen, I'm going to be picking against the Rams when it comes to the spread, so I'm taking the Cardinals cover.
0: I God, the Rams lost that game. The Cardinals at home too. They got blown right at home. Prime time. So weird. So weird. I, I still I think the Rams I think the Rams are fine. I think they're a good football team. They're eight and four now. The three games they lost, it's the two of them were right before the bye, one right after the bye. But it was Tennessee at home. Tennessee played a great defensive game. That was a Matthew
1: Stafford pick six. Matthew we're, Stafford we're, pick six. Matthew Stafford pick six. Yeah. Stafford pick six. I Those are all up, the games they lost.
0: I didn't bring up the Bengals that aggressively aside from me cool. making fun of your father losing two Super Bowls. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I feel bad doing that. Um <laughs> like the Titans, Packers, Titans, 49ers, and Packers, those are those are not bad football teams. Even though the Titans were missing Derrick Henry, they came in with like a chip on their shoulder. So I, I tend to think that while the Rams struggles have been against some of the better teams in football, they look they've beaten up on bad football teams for a stretch there. Um it's, I I will take the point sort of blindly in a division game like this late in the season because I think there's a good chance that uh, L- uh, Los Angeles is able to keep it close and Matthew Stafford can – he looked a lot better against the Jaguars. I, it, I get it. Jaguars, they stink. It's it's hard to make – it's hard to know what to do with them. And it, Kyler Murray looked awesome. He had four total touchdowns. And in fact, Breach, before we get out of here, I should point out, Kyler Murray almost beat me in fantasy this week. But this Pete is a big Prisco, controversy, big controversy P, and Prisco's denying it. Pete Prisco, all of a sudden his lineup changed Taylor Heineke out. He just disappears and Kyler Murray's in. And I, asked, I was like, what, what's going After on? After the lineups were locked. No, I, to- I checked the transaction report. He was swapped in at 6 p.m. Jamie Eisenberg did it and he's claiming that he did it as a joke and as a bit. I think he doesn't want me to go undefeated in this league and he's trying to sabotage me using Prisco as his patsy. Conspiracy is afoot in so the fantasy you,
1: football if, today week.
0: If, if you're listening to this tweet at CBS, heard you're a fantasy football cheater. As many possible tweets as we can get to him. Reach always a pleasure, buddy. See you in the, uh, make sure and subscribe to YouTube. Tell us your best uh, week 13 or best week 14
2: look ahead best bet. And we'll see you in the recap.